Shit. Jesus, Jeffrey. Sorry, man. Tell us how you really feel. I'm uh, taking a sip after that. I'm taking a sip. <laughs> What's everybody <laughs> drinking tonight? What's everybody drinking tonight? Let's get it. First of all, Jeffrey, what do you got? I have two drinks. One is angry water, sparkling water. But I'm also drinking some whiskey. What kind of whiskey? Uh, I forget, honestly. Wow, how many? Probably says something right there. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a problem. <laughs> the fact, the fact that I don't know the brand off the top of my head. Um, and whiskey's in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Maker's one and a half. Mark. What was it? No, it was it wasn't Maker's Mark. It was middle of, like uh, it was middle of the. Oh, shop. was it the monkey monkey shoulder? That was last week, and I forget what this week is, honestly. That yeah. must not be very good. Yeah. Or it's the greatest whiskey you've ever had, and you've already poured it out, so there's no way you'll ever poured it out of the, the <laughs> bottle and thrown it away. There's no way you'll ever know. What about you, Bob? What are you drinking over there? Uh, right now, just water. I might get some tequila later, but just water. Okay. It's a switch. Yeah. Adro, what about you, buddy? I got a big michelada right here. What is now, that? Now, what was that again? You, you told us once, but... it's I guess you can call it sort of like the equivalent of the Mexican's version of a Bloody Mary, though it is though it is different. So it's just, it's a drink made of, the two main ingredients are beer and tomato juice. And really? Yeah, and, so people, and then people put all the other stuff in it, so like hot sauce and... Oh my God. Is it tomato juice or oh, is that good. that stuff that they use for blood? That was a clamata. clamata what I don't remember yeah. what that stuff's called. It's clamato. that stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's that stuff. Yeah. So I, I, but I didn't, I didn't make it. I, you know, they sell it. All these companies now sell it. So I got a, got a big one. And I think, <laughs> I think that's tomato juice with something else in it. Hot sauce. No. Clamata. I can't remember. Uh, I'm looking it up right now because I. There's like a ton of recipes. Just, yeah, just it's something like it clam something or it's oh, it's clams. I think it's clams. I think there's clam like juice? not clams, but like, hmm. um, yeah, dried clam broth. There you go. Yeah, I have a the one I use did it, the one I have didn't use like the clamato, but it's, it's you know it's all just kind it's of a, it's a V8. Experience. It's all yeah. V8 is what. <laughs> let's be honest. It's just V8, V8. And beer and tequila. <laughs> okay, very interesting. Evan uh, says it's clam broth. Okay, our producer Evan looked it up. Anywho, um, this is VM Live. My name's Jack Rollins, and as you heard, the guys uh, are all here with us today. We have Jeff Hoffman, the founder of VM. We have Admin Bob. We have Adro, and then we have our producer Evan behind the glass, who's hanging out uh, doing the uh, texting, and apparently is also our researcher for the moment. Mm. So uh, if you jump on the Discord channel, you'll be able to uh, interact with the show live, both through text or if you want to, you can, uh, using a radio term, call in. Even though you won't be doing that, it'll be more of a raising your hand and then we'll select you. So it's a little bit more polite. But anyway, so you can do that by jumping on the Discord server. So uh, we have a topic that we are going to uh, discuss today. It's going to be regarding alcohol. Which is fitting because three out of four of us are currently having a sip of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, 
I'm having a little wine, by the way, because no one asked. Having wine? Yeah. Didn't you? That's I not class this crap you. up. Anyway, anyway, normally you're f- drinking is whiskey or scotch. Scotch. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've uh, yeah, scotch usually if I go liquor, but I I like my wine, so having a wine. Anyway, white dry. What's that? Red, white, dry. Uh, Pinot Noir. Ah, okay, okay. From a little winery in Michigan. What'd you say about my mom? <laughs> I don't. I don't speak French. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, red grape juice from Michigan. Um, <laughs> and uh, before we get into the main topic, I just wanted to check with everybody and see how they're doing. Jeff, how are you doing today? Anything big happen? Mm, nothing big. I'm like okay. middle of the road right now. Okay. What about you, Bob? Nothing big. Fix the toilet, mm-hmm. fix the bed. Yeah. Okay. And you, Adriel, yeah. last couple of days, totally normal. Nothing crazy going on. Just same old, <laughs> same old, same old. If your <laughs> if your same old is a war zone, <laughs> yes. Um, but oh, yeah, it's been you know the, the the past few days have been have been pretty rough. Um, I'm going through the I don't even know what you call this. It's like it's definitely not the beginning. It's definitely not that. Well, maybe the middle. Hope is the middle. Hope is closer to the end mm-hmm. um, of the of the divorce process. My my situation is just a little bit more more complicated for for a lot of reasons, but um, on, on the divorce, yeah. So <laughs> on the divorce front, you know, I have my ex and I. We have we have two small kids together. So before the actual divorce can can happen, you know, there's always the custody that has to take place first. So there's been some things that have happened as I've shared it on the server, um, you know, over the past. Gosh, we're in August now. So over the past six months, things have gone really bad in terms of what's going on with with my kids and their mom um, to the point where she's facing uh, criminal charges. And that adds a whole new dimension to the, you know, to the to the custody. And even though it should seem like it should be cut and dry, pretty simple with anything courts related, it's definitely not. Um, So. Going through it, um, going through the court process this week has been heavy because I had something earlier today and something <clears throat> and something yesterday. So yesterday's was family court, and you know overall everything. I not every single thing, but the main things definitely. <laughs> excuse me, went in my favor. Mm-hmm. And trying to process, you know, trying to process that as a as a win, even though in these kind of situations, they're, you know, you don't feel like a winner, even even though when when you do win, and then and then having to not have too much time to process that and then go back <laughs> to a different wing of the courthouse, um, wow. or for my ex's uh, criminal case, uh, her her criminal court date was today and. I guess I went in expecting it to be simple and it was, it was everything, but so just trying to process all of the things that take into that go into it. So I was hoping it was going to be pretty quick and by her actions today, it's definitely not. So Mm -hmm. the nightmare continues. Yeah. You know, we kind of talked about this a little bit in the server yesterday when you, when you told us what was going on. 
we've kind of known all along, like you've been very open about where you're at in the process and this kind of stuff. But when you made the announcement yesterday regarding uh, the custody stuff and all of that, you know, it's on one hand, we want to sit there and say, congratulations, like, that's awesome. That's amazing. It's a win. But you kind of touched on it here. But on the other side, that doesn't really feel like it's something to celebrate. It's uh, you and I were talking, you know, it's a family breaking up. It's people that were in love. It was this this whole kind of beautiful picture thing. And it's gone down to this this terrible place. And so while the kids are in the best place they can be, at the end of the day, it's still it's still really heavy stuff. And so it's not really anything to to kind of, you know, hip hip hooray about. Definitely. There's a lot of conflicting emotions because, I mean, obviously, you know, like the alternatives to not to what happened going the other way would be terrible. Right. Like me not getting full custody and all mm-hmm. those types of things. So it's that's definitely to be celebrated that that didn't happen. But, um, yeah, it's definitely yeah, don't, definitely don't feel like jumping up and down and cheering. Um, yeah. But, you know, may, but I, you know, I know this is the at the end of the day, it's in the best interest of the girls. And that's what I'm trying to focus on. So, you know, on that regard, you know, they're in the best place. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've talked with quite a few people that have gone through custody battles, uh, not necessarily as, as charged, I think would be the right word as yours. But uh, it's interesting to see the ones who celebrate, you know, and are super. Now, I'm not talking about celebrating like divorce. Um, I think that that could potentially be a good thing, but like celebrating, you know, winning custody battles. And it always drives me nuts when there's this kind of, it, it almost feels pompous that there's this kind of, I won. And it's almost yeah. like they're forgetting that, you know, in your case, there's a couple of innocent daughters that didn't ask for any of this. No. And I think that, you know, you know when they go to the good, the, the 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 best option, when there is no celebration. When there's celebration, it always kind of makes me wonder, you know, mm-hmm. if this person was in it for the best interest of the children, or if this person was in it to um, basically just win. Yeah, that's one of the things that during my, you know, um, during my proceedings that always struck me with, with my ex is that she's constantly has made references to that. Like, I'm not going to let you win or, you know, don't count me, you know, I, like as if it's some competition, you know, and yeah. her saying, her thinking that the things that I'm doing are to get back at her. And I think mm-hmm. I had shared with you, like one of like the the many rambling long text messages that she had sent me regarding something along the lines of like, is this what you're doing for me breaking your mm-hmm. heart and all those things? It's just such so disconnected from reality when it's, you know, when it's, you know, no, I'm doing this to protect the kids. Right. And it's, it's crazy how you get to see a side of someone or have to see a side of someone that you love or loved, you know, whatever, for a long time. And to see this kind of switch, I don't know about you, but for me, that was when that switch kind of happened. No, I don't have any children, so there weren't any custody issues. But that when that switched happened of like post wife, <laughs> you know, it was like this other other character came out. And, and you look back and I, maybe part of it's kind of you starting that separation process of, of, I don't know, seeing them for who they really are, or maybe you're kind of projecting a little more, 
I don't know, evil onto them that maybe that's there. But it's like there's a darkness that you see. Uh, and it feels, in my case, a little bit. In your case, I've read those text messages. And I think everybody in this room has read them and can agree. Like, there's definitely an unhinged quality to them, you know? And then to turn around and see that person stand across from that person in court, you know, and have this battle, that was never in your plans. That was never what you wanted. And I know that you did everything you could to to keep this thing together yeah it was very you hit a you hit a lot of it you know right on the head it was to me the most surreal part of this was just like you mentioned just like looking at this person and i recognize Mm -hmm. this person i know who they are i know their name and i know them Mm -hmm. i've been with them for so long but looking at them and i have no idea who they are like they're just they're i know their face but they are just a complete stranger Mm-hmm. And just like the spiral of like the complete going from one end of the spectrum to to this, like where we started. And, you know, because it wasn't too long ago when we were, I mean, it was, you know, an illusion. But, you know, we were, we were married and we were a family. Mm-hmm. And now to get to this point, just the the fall has just like the spiral is has just been so fast and so profound it's that was the most surreal part of this like just watching her just act the way she was and just look it it, it's like i it's like i never it's like i don't i don't know who this person is at all like it's Mm -hmm. crazy that it's it's the same person yeah uh there's some other extenuating circumstances when it comes to that both not recognizing that person in your case anyway not recognizing that person and then kind of the the downfall that we've spoken about and we're going to get to that in a future episode uh we want to be able to to kind of dedicate the proper time to really kind of diving into your story because you have an incredibly incredibly powerful story thank you and yeah and i think we just need to give it the respect it deserves by by kind of having an episode for it. So we're going to be doing that and and at some point here. But we're going to switch over now to the main topic of the show. And uh, that has to do with alcohol. And I think I said it in the beginning, uh, none of us are alcoholics, at least I don't think. Uh, and if you yeah, are... Um, you define that. How does that... You know? Yeah, well, the thing is, is if you go by the test or, that they know. give you, yeah, if you go by the <laughs> test, like those online tests, you're like, uh-oh. And that's the yeah, thing, I is don't... it's like, if you go to church and have wine on Sunday, they're going to be like, nope, you look forward to yeah. it. Um, yeah. I go, uh, go ahead. Uh, I everybody to be like, I go to church and I love that wine. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone through phases. Actually, their vintage isn't really that good. I, when I worked in Catholic Radio, right next to us was a bookstore, and they had they sold wine. They sold the communion wine. And I'm like, okay. what a great gig because it doesn't have to be good. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like anybody's, like, swirling the cup around to be like, ooh. Like, oh, yeah. There must have been a, not a lot of rain that year, Jesus. Um, but, uh, but, I mean, talk about that because cause they would – the same places would also sell the the, the bread, you know, the little like Catholic like chips, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, it's not, <laughs> I mean, technically it's unleavened, but it's not even bread. They're like little, little crackers. crackers um, yeah. I'm like, Man, that, that would be a racket to get into is selling, mm-hmm. selling Eucharist wine and, and crackers. 
part of the reason this this has been on my mind, we didn't have a show last week because I was in uh, the beautiful city of Lettington, Michigan. And uh, one of the downsides or upsides to that city is the internet up there is atrocious. And there's no way I could have connected for that long. And also, I didn't feel like bringing up my mixer and my microphone and all that kind of stuff because it is vacation. Um, Whacker. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> while I was up there, a family member, for like no reason whatsoever, uh, like we weren't celebrating, we weren't doing anything. It was just like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that. Drank, like th- we found out later, like three quarters of a bottle of Sailor Jerry rum, which is like, Whoa. it's spiced rum. Whoa. It's it's a step below Come in on. price, Captain Morgan, but it's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of rum to take down. And ended up, from what I've heard, cussing out a 16-year-old kid that was also at the... We were at, like, this really beautiful motel. They say motel, but they're, like, suites, and it's it's really pretty. But I ended up yelling at a kid. And at one point in the evening, uh, I went out to uh, ask my mom something, and I noticed this person was on their back in, like, the smoking section, which is outside, like, on the grass, puking. And I had to roll them over onto their side... So that way they wouldn't, you know, choke on their own vomit. And this person like passed out? Like Well, crying oh, wow. and wailing, but like not in any control of their body. And okay. so uh this person's in their thirties, so this isn't like a teenager getting dumb. Uh this is an adult who knows better. Um No, this is my story. What's that? It's a teenager getting dumb. I said, No, that's my story. Yeah, right. Uh <laughs> Anyway, so got them up, got them to their room, pretty embarrassed, started to get ready to pack the bags, thinking we were going to get kicked out. The puke was, was like in the grass for like the rest of the week. But anyway, and that kind of got me thinking, uh, and I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and it kind of triggered her, and that surprised me, because I was kind of venting, and she got triggered by the actions of this person. And it didn't really kind of click until the next day after the apologies and stuff were made on both sides. But her family has had a lot of alcoholism in it. And by the way, so like if if alcohol is a trigger, this is probably not the episode to listen to. Probably should have said that like first. Uh, But anyway, um, but that got me thinking like, like about my past with alcohol. You know, I'm not an alcoholic. I can have a drink and enjoy it and be done with it, you know, and not think, oh, I'm only going to have my one beer. It's I can have a beer and that's it. I can drink more than one beer and enjoy it. I can also not miss it, which from the various discussions I've had with you guys, uh, that seems to be the case all the way around. And if it's not, feel free to out yourself right now. Hello, um, myself. <laughs> I just put myself out there. That hasn't always been that way for me. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking oh, yeah. about now. I'm talking oh, about now? now. Yeah, yeah, now, um, yeah, now. I, I think I, I can probably manage him. But I take a drink after saying that. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> totally under control. Totally under control. That was a Lacroix, by the way. Uh, anyway, 
But it got me thinking about kind of my my past issues with it, especially towards the end of my marriage and then in the beginning of the divorce process. And I don't know if anybody else here can kind of relate, but mm. drinking was a part of my marriage. Uh, it was we we were out a lot. Uh, I built her a globe bar. What's you know, a globe it looks like bar? A big, it looks like a big globe. You know, like they have them in the movies. Looks like a big globe, and then like you open it up, and like you have the bar on the inside. Um, I don't. I can't. I don't know what that is. Evan, Google it. Throw a picture Sounds up. Like a... <laughs> it's baller. It looks sweet. So I built. Something, I bought something the globe. Out of like a James Bond movie. Or yeah, something exactly. Like, like it was is a it drinking. Really? Yeah. Um. I'm sure it's been in one. Um. But anyway. Uh. You know, and uh, that's where I first learned to love properly made cocktails and and those kind of things. Uh, she was uh, big into community theater. And one of the things that they do a lot in community theater is cheat on their spouses. Um, but another thing that they do a lot is drink. And then I was part of an Irish Catholic men's group, which basically means we drank. Uh, like there's Praise no the Lord. Hide that, you know, like, yeah. Um, and... I was just kind of thinking back on that. And I was thinking about when that friendly having a drink turned into, and it seems like it happens suddenly, but it takes time, at least in my case, it turned into needing a drink to mm-hmm. just kind of escape where I was. My marriage was not in a good place. And Hungry, we were married for three years. Uh, so it's like a year and a half in this starts. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, no, I was wondering actually, yeah, genuinely, like how far into it yeah. or before the end of it, or did you start kind of cranking well, up I knew, using it? I knew about at that point it wasn't for sure, but I was pretty certain about the affair, and I was denying it, and then trying to find evidence and all these kind of things. And I knew that a lot of our friends knew about it, or at least I thought a lot of them knew about it, and. There had been some words about some insults and stuff that had been said about me. And I felt I got to the point with how she treated me and then how, you know, eventually you start to kind of believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing with alcohol, she was one of those people that could pat, that would that would black out. And so she would get drunk and say the cruelest things in the world and then oh, not remember. No. Yeah, you know? I, hate, I hate people yeah. use that excuse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like. I don't know if I believe her, but it's like she got to get away scot-free, but I had to still be in pain. Because uh, a sorry from someone who legitimately doesn't remember uh, isn't... It's hard to wake up to, man. It's meaningless. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, Evan sense. just shared the uh, Globe globe Bar uh, in the chat. That cool. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. Uh, <laughs> she still has it. Uh, you built this, bro? I built, like, the... I didn't build the wow. Globe. I, I bought the globe and then I bought like the underpiece thing that was like a map on like a wooden thing. And then I, I, I wow. actually used um, railing, I can't remember, like railing posts for like the stairs, oh, like, like old school, the inside. Things, yeah. yeah. And used those and sanded them and did a whole bunch of stuff. But I got to that point where I just felt unlovable and unlikable and that nobody liked me and wanted me to be around. And so I kind of kind of made that happen regardless of whether or not it was the truth and a big way that I did that was through alcohol and through over drinking um and oh, here's a question yeah did it did it did you know you were doing that at the time 
like when I think about my own experience, it's not like you can you're talking about it in retrospect, like mm-hmm. I made myself feel lovable, I made myself feel this way, and I used alcohol. Like when you went mm-hmm. to the liquor store, you're thinking, hmm, I don't feel lovable today. I think I'm gonna get this whiskey. Yeah, or is it exactly. was it was it a conscious thing? Or was yeah, it subconscious? Um, <laughs> just imagining me going to like the liquor store, like, what do you guys have <laughs> for lonely <laughs> losers? And the guy's just like everything. It's like you can uh, like, oh yeah. There's like different sections for different feelings you want to numb. Like, yeah. ah, I want to forget about my childhood trauma. No, that's gonna be a vodka tonight. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting one. We're going to have to go with an anise-flavored liquor. Uh, You know, there was probably some awareness of it, but I didn't really put two and two together until afterwards. As the the marriage started to crash and burn, I would go to... There was a a hole-in-the-wall joint just, uh, just down the road. I could walk. And I would go there after work, or I'd stay at work, because at that point, one of my jobs was at a bowling alley, which has a bar. Um, you know, and I I would uh, stay there, I'd walk to the bar, and I was drinking at the bar. They had a deal on pitchers of beer, and so it got to the point where I'd walk in, and they'd have two ready for me. Um, oh, boy. I'd go through them that fast. And like where everybody knows your name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, for me at that point, it was I just I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to feel like I felt at home. And being able to go to the bar uh, and escape that torment, you know, the way she would look at me. Um, You know, like I, I couldn't sleep in my bed and I'd go home or I'd crash at a friend's house or whatever. But I, I just I didn't I didn't want to be around her i didn't want to be around anything um i just it was the lowest i had ever felt and that was just kind of a way to make it pass quicker what i thought was maybe easier i could be happy go lucky and drunk it works yeah until it doesn't you know know? yeah and then then you pass into crying and making an ass of yourself um uh, yeah yeah that's so familiar it's so familiar so that was you know, looking back, you know, I see someone who was in a lot of pain and didn't know how to how to emote it, uh, didn't know where I could go. I felt like my voice had been taken away. You know, the moment you use the word narcissist on somebody uh, in today's day and age, it kind of removes their ability to talk because all a narcissist does is charm people and lie. Uh, what, do you, already, what do you mean by that? Well, that's one of the things that they say when you call someone, when, you know, when somebody says, oh, this person's a narcissist, that's one of the things mm-hmm. that they say is they, well, and you can't trust anything they say. So if somebody mm-hmm. calls me a narcissist, which I was called, for me to come back and say, well, I'm not a narcissist, but is it, you know, like we oh, kind of joke, is exactly what a narcissist would say. You know what I mean? Like you're it, automatically I, discounted from any further discussion at that point. Yeah. And. One of the big things, it was around my birthday, I had, um, so I had a big breakdown um, on my, I don't know, 27th, 28th birthday, that uh, if you guys don't mind, we can uh, discuss uh, when we get back from the break. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear about it, kind of. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Maybe not excited. Interesting. Okay. All right, well, we're going to go to break, and we'll be back in just a minute. 
it sounds it reminds me of one of those things that like comes with a Casio, you know? Yeah. It's mm. just like kinda alcohol. Like I'm, yeah. Oh the oh the major seven chords make me feel like I'm in like a jazz club and I just want to go to sleep. It's like Remind me not to take you to a jazz club anytime. <laughs> well, but I need like a solo on top of it to get me interested or something. Yeah. Definitely sounds like a wine drinking music right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my mm-hmm. jam. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> this is just going to keep playing in the background for a minute. So hopefully okay. it'll match with what I'm talking about. So on my um, one of my birthdays. We had gone out to a couple different places, and she she had bounced early. I was with a couple of friends, uh, and then one of the friends had to go home to his fiance. Or no, they were married at the time, so so wife. He had to go take care of her or whatever. And I decided to stay out. And again, I, I kind of knew what was going on, and just Bad didn't want right there. Yeah, didn't want. Well, I was with somebody else, and didn't want to. Didn't want to, um, you know, go home and go back to the real world on my birthday and uh, ended up walking home. Now, my birthday is in February um, and it was one of the biggest snowstorms that had happened in years. So there's probably three feet of snow within about two hours, two, three hours. It was a lot. So I was cold. I was wet. And the closer I got to home, the like less I wanted to be there. And I started to break down. And um and I got to the house and she was still awake and like I took off all my like wet clothes and stuff and switched over and I just broke down uh and one of the things I had said was you know I feel like I'm faking it um and what I meant was like I'm faking being happy in this marriage you know I'm faking enjoying my life and I don't know why, but she would then use that against me. It was like my lowest moment. Uh, and she would use that against me in fights. Well, just the kind of breakdown in general. You know what I mean? Because I was crying. I mean, I wasn't like flailing all over the place, but like I was not in a good place. You know what I mean? Because it was, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't hold up the, the mask anymore of, you know, I knew what was going on. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know what I should do. I didn't know if I should get a private eye. I didn't know if I should, you know, I had no idea what I was supposed to do. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, it's pretty obvious what I should have done. But that, when you're yeah, in the moment, could, it's a lot different. How could that be used against you? That That's confusing. She would me. use the breakdown. And she when we would talk, when, well, when we'd fight, um, oh. that would come up as an example of, like, me at my worst. So cruel, man. Yeah, and I and I, I never understood that because I'm I'm not trying to put myself up on a pedestal, but like there are things that you don't bring up. There's supposed to be even at your worst like a a protection, you know what I mean? Of like that's you know like you saw me there, yeah, like um, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, no, that's like cutting deep. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like mocking somebody who's showing their vulnerability and their emotions. It doesn't get any worse than that. That's pretty mm-hmm. bad, man. Yeah, so that was about the worst of when the alcohol started to really, really kind of be my escape. And that went for, I don't know, probably four months, up to about four months after the separation, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write down dates. But I do remember uh, Christmas Eve, right after the separation, just not having a great time. Um, everybody goes at my mom's house and everybody's cheerful and celebrating and 
happy, you know, and all I could think of was what I lost that year for Christmas. The holidays are hard. Yeah, and it's just highlights the the difference when you go through a separation or divorce or loss, right? Any kind of loss right after during the holidays. It's just brutal. Tell me about it. My my anniversary with my ex is New Year's. So there you go. Dude. I don't remember my anniversary anymore. There you go. It took me like two years to get it all out of my phone because I kept trying to like delete it and I'd still get the notifications because like all your calendars start to sync and then it just, it was, mm-hmm. oh my God, it was impossible. Um, yeah, the Facebook thing, memories. The, thing yeah. is, like, the ex is remarried, but every once in a while she'll be like, you know what today is? I'm like, watch, because it was our anniversary. Like, oh, Why yeah, would she do that? Why? Your ex like, is <laughs> I'm like, no, that's totally been blocked from my mind. Sorry. Oh. Just send that text to her new husband. Yeah. yeah. I just do a new yeah. phone. Who does? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Like, I just forward that. The thing that I always felt bad about was at times when we were all together for whatever, you know, one of my daughter's cheerleading events or sporting events, in a conversation, she would just be like, hey, do you remember this vacation? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why are you talking about this in front of your, you know, whatever, then boyfriend or now husband? Why are you talking about this in front of him? He doesn't want to care about something that didn't involve yeah. him. But she does that. Interesting. But sounds yeah, like you should be pleasant for anybody. No. <laughs> Despite my rocky marriage with her, I never really used, got into drinking heavily or really drinking much at all because of the relationship with her. I had a mm-hmm. few moments after the divorce where she really got under my skin one incident i remember when i was helping a friend work on their deck another friend came over brought brought beer over and i don't know i don't remember what happened but she pissed me the ex pissed me off and i went through a six pack in like a couple of hours and they were looking at me like dude you never drink <laughs> like the thing was i i wasn't i mean yes i was drunk but at the same time i wasn't like fall down stumbling drunk just because I don't know if it was the adrenaline from being so pissed at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I went through the six beers and I was just like, it's weird, like oh, it works. Yeah. Sit here for a while, stay here for a while. You're not, you're not leaving. But I mean, I wasn't like, I said like, you I mean, obviously I, I couldn't have driven. No, but I wasn't like fall down no. drunk. But I wonder if, I wonder if, you know, at any time we drink to escape, to try to numb things or whatever, if, if the, you know, if the amount of alcohol consumed really matters, um, obviously for being dangerous to yourself or other people in a physical sense, you know, it does. But I mean, the moment that you turn to that as some sort of an escape, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like the opposite of, you know, like when you make it to the gym, you've already won cause you're going to work out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I realized yeah, that you know, we ever get from Jeff is pictures. Cause like I made yeah. it to the gym, click picture. One <laughs> video of your face with a weight in your hand would be fantastic. Okay, I'll, I'll, tomorrow. I don't know if I can do it tomorrow, but I'll, next time I go to the gym, okay. I'll, I'll send it outside your comfort zone. So you go to the gym, find yeah. a guy or a girl be like, here. Can you video me working out? Okay. I'll do I'll do that for do the that. Visible right. Man OnlyFans account. Yeah, yeah, my yeah my OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so now yeah, I didn't just lose out. Like I, I eventually did come back, and now I have uh, a healthy relationship 
with alcohol and it was difficult but for me it was a just kind of a, a wake up and luckily I didn't have to hit bottom before that happened I just kind of woke up one day and was like enough is enough I'm spending a ton of money I'm not ever feeling good it's like I, I would wake up I kind of do my work or whatever yeah you know drink and then I'd be hung over you know and and you get to an age where a hangover is in a couple hours on a Sunday morning. It's like, oh, my God, it's next Wednesday and I want to die. You know, uh, I haven't hit, hit one of those yet, but I hope you never do. Um, soon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just kind of woke up and uh, realized that I had to cut it out. And so I did. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I don't think I was at the point of addiction. Uh, I was definitely binge drinking. You know, but I don't think I was at the point of addiction because, you know, like I battled a nicotine addiction for since I was in, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. You know, and that's an like like I, I feel that, you know, I never felt that when I stopped drinking alcohol. You um, still feel it? The, like the, the call nicotine. to need it. Alcohol, you mean you're talking about? No, the um, for nicotine. nicotine. Oh, yeah, every smoking. day, every day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still uh, it's it's. It's weird because I don't feel it like after I eat dinner and those kind of things as much. But yeah, no, I, I definitely feel it. The kind of urge. And when it hits, it hits pretty strong. And I've never gotten that with alcohol. Um, you know, and I've never... Now I'm at the point where, you know, I can have a glass of wine or have a beer or have a scotch or whatever. And that's it. You know, and I can enjoy it for what it is and then be done with it and not sit there and go, hey, I have to pace myself. Hey... I can't get drunk, so I'll only have one. Like, I'll just have one and be happy with it. But it is something that I keep in the back of my mind because I know that that's, you know, part of my history, you know, using alcohol as a coping mechanism. And uh, I like to think I've gotten better at it, you know, found healthier coping mechanisms. But uh, but it's, it's I don't want to say I'm ashamed of it, but I'm definitely not proud of it. Uh, and Jeff, it sounds like oh, you yeah. kind of can relate a little bit to... Uh, yeah. I mean, when you when you talk about the the not when you say when you talk about the the I don't forget the calling the, the word for nicotine. I feel that for alcohol, but what I feel is a uh, <laughs> usually in the evening, my my skin crawls. It's like this feeling of of uh, irritability that I know alcohol numbs. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel. That's what I feel. Okay. All right. Well, we have to uh, jump to another break here. So uh, we're going to do that, and then we'll be right back. Adventurer. Coach. Chef. Teacher. Audience. Superhero. If you're a parent, you've done it all this past year. But the one thing you may not have done is take care of yourself. And it's nearly impossible to keep everyone else full of joy if you're feeling empty. At Boys Town, we know that a parent's mental health is important too. So when it's all too much, take a break and regroup. It's a great strategy that puts things in perspective so you can deal with challenges. The review and recalibrate method of self-care helps you see what's working and what's not. Go to boystown.org slash stressed out for more great self-care tips for parents. You can even download an ebook to guide you and your family through self-care strategies. Because healthy parents are key to happy families. 
Boys Town, saving children and healing families. Hmm. It's like um elevator music. It's uh Bossa Nova. The, the girl from Ipanema. So that makes me think. Of. Yeah, Bossa Nova. Yeah, you know that is one of the most covered songs in music. Right. Yeah, girl from Ipanema. Little Stan Getz. I mm-hmm. um I actually trained a Pandora station. Uh, oh, started out as Bossa Nova. <laughs> And then we un I, I thumbs down any song that wasn't Girl from Ipanema. And I got it <laughs> to where the station just played that's covers that's of Girl from Ipanema. Is. And you didn't hear the same cover, like within like a party. Like oh, there's that it many is of all them. over the place. Yeah. It is yeah. It's like a, it's like a jazz standard, you know? It is. And it was real funny when people were like, What wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like when do they switch singers and languages? Mm-hmm. That's a classic, Bossa yeah. Nova was real real big in the uh in the 60s kind of like that like the mood for it you know I think it's cool for like dinner parties you know mm-hmm. like I know we're talking about co- uh, you know drinking and, and then that's not good stuff but yeah nice cocktail <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean mad men style yeah. Yeah, stop and go smoke yeah. our lucky cigarettes uh. so Jeff before the break you were starting to open up uh, another bottle of whiskey mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's like a groan of oh god I love and hate that stuff yeah so you had a very similar experience uh, you know yeah yeah I would say that um, so I you know when I was I was married for 15 years and I, I don't know if I could tie it to marriage necessarily but when I started to feel a certain way like when I started to feel sad I st- it started out with red wine. <clears throat> I would pour two glasses of red wine, not pour it. I would have two glasses of red wine. And I'd just play guitar by myself. And as soon, one of my friends introduced me. I didn't really, this sounds silly, but in my 30s, I didn't, I realized that you didn't have to do shots of whiskey, that you could like enjoy it as a drink. And then it was like just pumped into my system as I was, um, I realized that when I was having a hard time, I just, I would go to his house and hang out and I would drink and not long after I got separated, um, I moved into my apartment. So I moved out of the house that I shared with my wife at the time. And, um, Oh my God, it was terrible. <laughs> I, so it was Wednesdays so would be a transition day and I would go back to my apartment. My girls would be back with their mom. And on the way back to my apartment, I would get a bottle of whiskey and, uh, you know, you talk about Bossa Nova and stuff. I would put on, like, Slayer, Megadeth, Metallica. Like, I would Danzig. I would, the lights wouldn't come on, and I would turn to it. Um, and it would numb me. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that, but it would just, uh, I wouldn't, like, I think the way that you describe your experience with alcohol jacket think mine was more extreme um it would be uh you know i would say two bottles a week maybe um some kind of liquor yeah yeah um and at one point you know on the break i was saying that i'm embarrassed to say this but i'll share it because at one point 
um, uh, my therapist said, well, okay, this is, I, I'm at the point of almost referring you to some place where I, I was driving, you know, to mm-hmm. my girlfriend's house and I had an open bottle of scotch in the car that I was drinking. Wow. That I was, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was pretty bad. Um, and, and I'm embarrassed to say that because I, you know, anybody who's lost a loved one to drunk driving, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just, I cannot believe that I would put myself and in, in, in the people on the road at risk for that. Um, but I did, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and this went on for, well, we talked about holidays. I mean, the first, oh, so I separated in July, July 1st is when I moved out. Okay. Hell, it was just terrible. Um, and uh, thanks that Thanksgiving, there's 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 a lot of family things associated with Thanksgiving that I could, I'll talk about in a future episode. But we should have a Thanksgiving Day episode because I I definitely oh, have man. some stuff with Thanksgiving. Oh, too. I'm down. Do you? I, I, you guys, I don't know if you guys remember my thing on Thanksgiving too, but it's funny. We all have a Thanksgiving thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna be sitting here on the mic just talking. That would just be good eating turkey, talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, so that first Thanksgiving, I just, it was, I just drank a ton. I just, mm-hmm. I just, I don't even remember the end of it. I mean, oh my God, there was, there was a Christmas. This is probably two years ago, just by three, maybe this, this Christmas would be three years. So not too long ago. Um, procrastinating, I'm making Christmas presents and mm-hmm. um, Christmas Eve and I do woodworking and I have this. I was making a um, a jewelry box for my daughter, and using a table saw, all this stuff. I don't remember making it. That's how drunk I was. Wow! And using like a table saw, like heavy. Yeah. Wow. I woke up and it was done, and it was, the quality was pretty was pretty poor. But like it was, I could have done way better. But I woke up and I was like, oh my god! And I have all my fingers, and I don't. I was gonna remember. say, at least you have all your fingers. <laughs> I don't remember making it. Like I don't, I remember the beginning of it, but I don't remember the end of it. That's how. That's wow. Yeah. So, so we've seen, we've seen the the bad of it. Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about the good? No. Uh, <laughs> the good. Yeah, the good parts. Yeah. Um, so I've had a. Okay. Oh, I'm just curious about the when did when and how did the kind of change come about that? Um. Know, so I. Um. Uh, honestly, when I got my home, so I have I moved out of my house almost three years ago. Okay. And um, a lot of things changed in there. I can't just say correlation and causation. I mean, like a lot of things changed. Like my divorce was final. It's, I've been divorced officially for God, four years, maybe. I don't know. Um, um, there's a lot of family stuff that has kind of settled out. Um, but I knew, I knew when I would I would show up to work and would coworkers would start to say something. And I'm like, oh God, this is not yeah. and my boss actually. This was this was a big sign too. That when my boss was like, you know, we always talk about like you got a lot of stuff going on in your life. And he was he is a great, he's very understanding, very understanding person. Um he's like, I know you have a lot going on in your life. Just, you know, try to stay under the radar. You know, just I know until you figure it out. There was one time he came into my office, closed the door, he's like, You're above the radar now. He's like, just so you know, it's okay. seen. Um and um, I knew I knew that I had to scale it back, or I would lose my job, or I would mm-hmm. hurt someone, or myself. First, you know, um, 
So, and that, that continued, I would say for like a year after that point, um, where I knew that I had to make a change. Um, and it was a, it was like a, it was like dialing into my feelings where I was, you know, I was going to therapy the whole time, but, um, Mm -hmm. it was an awareness of like, oh, when do I drink? And I started to, um, I analyze things way too much, but I, I think there is spreadsheet. There, there probably was somewhere. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually tried to export my credit card statement to figure out and to plot my charges at the liquor store because I really want to correlate it with my depression. I really, I, that's something I want to do. I want to chart. Um, but that's where I started drinking angry water, like sparkling mm-hmm. water, because I knew that I, I had, I have this, ugh, this, this. It, it works at numbing my feelings. That also is kind of stalling getting better in general. So, yeah, um, I had a fight with my girlfriend, and I drove to the liquor store, uh, kind of out of habit, mm-hmm. and and I told myself, if I can just pause here, this is where I told this is where I go off course. So I told myself I'm going to drive home, and if I change my mind, I'll come back. Um, and buy it. And I never, I didn't, um, for about a year and a half, actually, about a year and a half, I was drink. Um, I'm drinking again now. A year and a half. Yeah. About a year and a half. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, and now I'm kind of in the middle, like in the last month or so, I've had some feelings that have been coming up. Um, and I can, it's almost like I, when I'm taking my first sip, I'm like, ah, I know what I'm doing, but I'm not crushing it. I'm kind of, oh, okay, I'll do this for a bit. I know that it's going to pass. So, right. well, I'll tell you right now, if I find out that you're uh, pushing it too far, I will come out to the beautiful city of Rochester uh, <laughs> yeah. and kick your ass. Um, Trust that you will. Trust that you will. And uh, I would hope that you would do the same for me. Now, we've been able to kind of push past our issues and heal the things that kind of drew us to drinking to begin with. Uh, there's a lot more to it than just wanting a drink. And uh, for some people, things are a little bit more difficult and uh, they may need some help with that. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. We look at that like we do therapy. We It's, it's, it's all bettering yourself. So if you or someone you know uh, has an issue with alcohol, uh, you want to check out Alcoholics Anonymous at aa.org. That's www.aa.org. Thanks, Jeff, for being so open today. Um, I know yeah, that, that kind of all stuff of is really tough. We are about to get to the final part of the show, which is uh, kind of an updates and stuff on the server. I have mm-hmm. a um, a brand new tune for you, Jeffrey. Okay. We were talking about getting some like, music, piano like music a, or something for you. Like one of those snippets, like when Tim says something. Yeah, like a jingle. Mm-hmm. So okay. Close some stuff out here. Oh, oh. Shit. <laughs> Wait, what was that jingle? Uh, nothing. Nothing. I don't I recognize that it. at all. I don't. Never. <laughs> but there might there might be some people who recognize that jingle, and that may have something to do with uh, some of the announcements. That you're gonna uh, make yeah, there, huh, Jeff? I think it does actually. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for bringing that up. I'm we, <laughs> uh, our next guest is uh, from Pornhub. 
actually, it's the uh, director of sexual wellness, Dr. Lori Batito. Uh, next week, next Wednesday at 7 Eastern, she's going to come and talk with us about sex and relationships. So that uh, I'm, I'm really grateful you forgot to close that tab, Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. My yeah. girlfriend's going to kill me. <laughs> and then actually, no. go ahead. Adrian, you, know what I'm saying? you know what's funny is I didn't recognize that because, well, never mind. <laughs> the volume's all the way down you don't hear that music <laughs> uh, but uh, continuing right. with that thought our guest after that is Tyler Buchero. Uh, um we're going to have some uh, talk about some hard topics um, about men and sex uh, yeah definitely hard yep. topics yep. Very and then, hard. Uh, or not after- that might be the problem well, that, honestly, honestly, I talked to Tyler, and that's a whole that there's so much there's men and sex and relationships. There's there's so it's oh my, it's so rich with so many discussion topics. So I'm I'm honestly very excited about these uh, these next couple of guests. Okay, so that's on uh, Wednesday the you said eleventh. I trust you on that. I don't have it in front of me. Well, that's next Wednesday. At, uh, next Wednesday, yeah. Next sorry. Wednesday, 11th, next Wednesday yep. the 11th. Is, that's at is, 7 uh, p.m. Eastern. Uh, you'll have to uh, do the math backwards to get the time um, in your <laughs> times for that. But anyway, that's right there on the Discord uh, server. The easiest way to get to that would be to go to either visibleman.org. You can look us up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We have invite links there. You can join the server. We allow men and women onto the server. Um, as long as you're 18 or over, you are more than welcome to join us for the talk. And uh, hopefully to stick around a little bit afterwards. Anyway, we want to thank you all for tuning in, downloading. I'm not sure what the words you're supposed to use for podcasts are since you don't actually tune in anywhere. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, we streamed this whole thing live on uh, Twitch. So we're on Twitch now. Um, I have no idea how it worked, but... Uh, I guess I'll go back and look Find at it out. later. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. Uh, for Visible Man, everybody here, my name is Jack Rollins, reminding you that there is strength in vulnerability. Thanks, all. Have a good night.